Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 9, Episode 15. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. And we're looking at Spurs in the last decade today. Last 10 years. Before we do that, congratulations. Yep, thank you. I've had baby number two. Uh, I'm really tired. I mean, you look the same colour as your shirt, which is grey. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about Spurs in the last decade. Um, there's been a lot of stuff flying around social media the last few weeks. Team of the decade, best things have happened, worst things have happened. Yeah, yeah. But we've, well, you've put together a huge list. Well, they of copied awards. us. They just got there first. <laughs> we didn't do team of the decade. <laughs> no, but we, we, I did that. Clearly, you've been listening on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, so let's start. So what's the first category then? So what I'll do, I'll read out the category. Yep. I'll read out the names. And then if there's any we feel particularly <laughs> passionate about, let's argue those cases. So player of the decade, the yep. best Spurs yep. player of the decade. Kane, Luis, Vertonghen, Bale, Eriksen, King, Defoe, Modric, Son. Now, are there, are there any immediately that you would say no? Because I'm saying Bale shouldn't be in there because he wasn't in there long enough. King. King, what? Well, yeah, not, not because not, we don't not like not him. Not played enough. Um, Defoe, because he's just not up to... Yeah, I think, I, I, don't, I don't know about Defoe. I, Modric as well, just not there long enough. I but, think Modric's the exception for not having been not having played that many games in the last 10 years because yeah. it, it, absolutely brilliant Son controversially I, I, no I, I'm just not you know he's an excellent player but you know has he been consistent enough even over the last 18 months I agree to, to warrant that so for, me, got... for me it's between two people it's between Kane yeah and he's not on your list Alderweireld Toby so I think my Jan is your Toby in that case so I'm going to take Ericsson out yeah, but I actually I think Ericsson's one that deserves to make the list because you know you've got to ignore what's yeah. going on at the moment. But if you look back at his time at Spurs, he has been fantastic. You you can't question it. Look at the numbers. I you, you can't question it. The um, the only criticism of his game is he doesn't grasp a game and control it. Right. Okay, so we've got Toby, Jan, Luis, Kane. I put Jan over Toby because he's been here what a year longer and he's just been so consistent. So brilliant. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've both been absolutely colossus, haven't they? And, like, the partnership is, is what the Pochettino reign was based on, having two quality centre-halves that played a lot of games. Um, and I think we've we felt it when both of them have missed games, when they've yeah. had injuries. You know, the only time I felt that we didn't feel it was when um, Vimmer had that unbelievable six yeah. months. We came in and it was like, this guy looks absolutely incredible. Yeah. We got about 20 million to Stoke, didn't we? And he's yeah. been atrocious ever since. So for me, You're I think Toby just shades for Tongan. But I'm um, having for Tongan just because he does, I think if Toby's a 95 out of 100, Jan is a 92 out of 100. So we go with the 95, great. But he's been there a year longer, so you've yeah. got an extra 92. Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy to go I with think, Toby. I think maybe, to be honest, you even sort of say as a pair, you know, you put, you mean maybe you even have them in together because they've been so, so good. Lloris, I think he's still criminally underappreciated by Spurs fans. I don't I think. think he is. I don't See, I think, think he, he is. He, he... I, think that, I think that we appreciate what a good goalkeeper he is yeah. and we, we understand that he's arguably been the best keeper that we've, that we've ever had. Yeah. Definitely in the last sort of 15, 20 years. Definitely in the colour TV era. Yeah, he's definitely been the best goalkeeper that we've had. But I think... It, is he on the same level as those other players we've just spoken about? I don't think he is. I think he's. I don't think he's bad, but I think he's just the next bracket. I don't think he's good. Mm. I think he's been absolutely brilliant, and he's been through so many teams with us for such a long time. And so he's much wine as well. Them. He's been through well, so much wine. Well, yeah, and you think about the the defenses that have not protected him. Mm. You think of Kirikes. You think of all of those. 
Um, so that's why he's in there, but fine. So it's between Kane and, let's say, Toby. Mm. I'm going to say Jan. I'm, I'm voting for Kane. It, it we'll agree. We'll agree. Yeah. It, it has to, if, you, if you take him out of our team yeah. in the last, how long has he been playing for us now? Four or five years? If, if he's gone, we're, we're nowhere. We yeah. are absolutely nowhere. And it, we'll terri- it terrifies me that we are so... And if you put Kane up front in any team in the world, they're, they're going to be reliant on him. Yeah. He's, he's that good. Yeah. And it terrifies me that there will at some point be life after Kane. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Well, I think Kane, Toby, Yan, Son are players that could go into any team worldwide. Any single team worldwide and, and deliver. I, I actually think, and this might be a sort of controversial statement, that Son would fit into more teams than Kane would. I, I totally agree. Because I, I think what he brings, especially in the modern day with the high press, the energy, yeah. I think that, I'm not saying people wouldn't want Kane, of course they would, but I think a lot of sides would say, actually, the way we play, I'll, bring, I'll have Son in, yeah. just because of he, he brings something a little bit different. But they're both absolutely brilliant players. I I'd still have the same criticism with Son, that he's not clinical enough. And if he was more clinical, yeah, he would what? be... You watch him back, scores a lot of goals for us. Yeah. I can't think of many games where it's been not a lot happening, one chance back of the net. It's always he's put through, he has a couple of chances and he needs a few I'm to score. I'm going to have to research that because it doesn't feel that way. I can't. Whereas Kane is literally, is one half bang, yeah. back of the net, yeah, yeah. clinical. But Can I say with Son as well, he's very marketable, you know, because he's yeah. way more marketable than Kane. Yeah, and I think he's one of these players as well that he must be a manager's dream. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, he'll absolutely run... He lives with his parents. He's a humble, humble. Yeah, player. he's a humble. He's not one to cause any trouble. I don't think he's the type of player you know that would like get his head turned by a contract. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't, no, no, no. doesn't strike me as that kind of person. But um, it, I mean, it has to be Kane. Player of the decade. It absolutely has to be. Right then, fans' player of the year. This is more interesting, I think, because it's who do you love and who or of the decade. Sorry. Um, so I've got Scott Parker. He, oh, he came yeah. in. He took over from, what, Sandro and Palacios, where we needed a bit of a rocky midfield, and he was just shut up, then did his job. Black boots. Black boots. Found it difficult to pass forward, turned in circles a lot, but he was brilliant for us. Absolutely brilliant. He was a player that he knew what he was good at. He was mm. under no illusion. He didn't try anything fancy. Yeah. Where, when he struggled was when AVB came in, and he wanted more from him, wanted him to play in a different way, and it wasn't really his game. Yeah. You feel a bit sorry for players when that happens. I loved Scott Parker. Absolutely yeah, loved too. him. I actually think he's one of our best signings in the last decade. He was, how much was he? he was cheap, About five million, yeah, wasn't he? I think it was brilliant. thirty at the time when we got him. So it was a, it was an, it wasn't a typical signing for Spurs. Yeah. But him and Modric in the centre midfield oh, was dreamy. Was just absolutely. Like, yeah. I would argue, have we had a better centre midfield partnership? We are awful in centre midfield. At like, you know, I, I, he was, he was absolutely loved him. Loved right, him. Huddleston, just because wand, wand of a left foot, <laughs> wand of a right he's foot. A proper, Sunday league player, you get your fat guy who used to play a bit and he just sits in the middle of the centre circle and just can ping it. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. Any foot, he could do it, but he, he just didn't have the athleticism and yeah. he, he always felt he could do a bit more, but yeah. we loved him. Because yeah. he's of that time where we were a bit rubbish, we'd have the old great yeah. um, result. And I loved him. And it, it's, I think back as well to Tom Huddleston, and as soon as I hear his name, I, I think of three moments. The half volley against Man City, That's exactly what I was going to bring which up. is one of the best goals, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've honestly I've won the, technically yeah. one of the best goals I've ever seen. The goal against Chelsea. Which one? When we come back and draw 4 4, and he, get, he gets the goal to make it 3 3. I can't remember it. Remember, Robbie Keane scores that 
Yeah, wonderful yeah. goal in the last minute of Ben's in the top corner Huddleston actually got the third goal it's a corner and he peels off to the back post and it forces him he just drills it with his left yeah. foot the screen against Arsenal oh, oh, yeah. again just outside the box bang yeah. another game we came back and score of great goals I always thought with Tom Huddleston that he'd have been more suited to not playing in England like playing in Spain or in Italy where it's more technical and it's a little bit slower mm. I mean Germany would have been an absolute nightmare for him <laughs> yeah. um but you, you always sort of thought where it's a little bit slower would he have been an even better player yeah he just needed legs around him didn't he just does it exactly it Chadley I love Chadley I don't really I don't get the obsession utility player just came in did a job scored some great goals for us scored against Chelsea in that 5-3 scored an unreal goal against Stoke at the far post really tight angle yeah, yeah. up into the net my, my favourite Chadley moment was the goal at the Emirates and he gives it to the crowd oh, yeah. and got booked for it do you remember <laughs> yeah. that was my favourite Chadley moment but you say utility player doesn't that just mean he's not good enough to play anywhere well, that's all of these Parker we yeah. just, well, he's, he could only play one position <laughs> Cranchar I loved Nico Cranchar because that was a man who's Dad was a football coach, so he knew yeah. the way football worked. Happy to be on a bench, came off and just scored goals. And we had a little Croatian, what was there, four of them, with Pletikoza, Modric, Kranchar, Choluka. Yeah. And I just loved him. Long sleeves, well, with his thumb in his, in his... And he just, it was a little bit of skill. He scored, did he score the ninth one against Portsmouth? Yeah. Brilliant. And Not what, Portsmouth, what, what, what was quite surprising about him was, you, if you looked at him, you'd be like, oh, he doesn't fancy yeah. him. But he liked getting into a bit of a... Or, yeah. and like, he was a bit of... He'd leave like a nasty tackle in him. Croatian. Yeah. Um, with Cranchar, yeah. I've always enjoyed watching players that aren't quick. There's something yeah. about them where yeah. it's like, physically, they're, literally, they're, they're lower than average. But yet, they've got the brain and the feet are just fantastic. And a very, very talented player. Yeah, very, very talented. Danny Rose... He's never going to win. So Danny Rose, let's not forget, he used to have a Twitter account, but deleted yeah. it because Spurs fans bullied him when he was going through his one of his many bad patches. Yeah. But he's always been there. He will. Ne- I would like to know what we thought of him if he didn't score that goal. You know, because whenever yeah. you think Danny Rose, you think of that goal, and then cause like he hasn't actually done it brilliantly for a long time. We haven't had a brilliant fullback pairing since no. Walker last really four or five years ago. I'm always I'm always on the fence with Rose because I think from a professional point of view, he's not good enough to play for Tottenham anymore, which is sad because he's been there for so long. Yeah, and we saw the rise of him as well. We saw him make his debut against Arsenal playing left wing. Yeah, score of all of a sudden, you know, then he's left and then he's not in the team, and then he became. Easily the best left-back, best full-back in the country. Yeah. Easily. Had his injuries. Obviously had stuff outside of football, yeah. which, is well, which makes it a little bit harder. I think if he didn't have that, it would probably be easier for me to just be like... Well, see, I've got a lot of respect for him because of the stuff that he said. The thing that pisses me off is, do you remember when I think he was injured and he said to the son that he wanted to leave, like yeah. just before the first game of the season? Yeah. That was stupid. But then I'm, I'm never... I've never met Danny Rose. I yeah. don't have any connection to him whatsoever. So I, I always find it difficult to judge. Like, is he, has he just been horrifically advised for most of his career? Yeah. And his agent and his PR team are dreadful. Or genuinely, is, is he that guy? I, I just don't know. Decisions. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Dembele? Yeah, I mean... We love Dembele. He scored on his debut, didn't he? Again, it's not Norwich. Sunderland, Norwich. And we thought... Because he came over to England as a striker didn't score many goals in fact that yeah. might have been his last goal for us loved, loved by all sp- uh, loved by football fans I think the people that yeah. really appreciate football are ones that would look at Dembele and say fantastic player um, moment his moment was that last minute goal against Leon in the Europa League yeah. I went mental that, yeah, that's same. one of the most mental I've same. seen um, oh, 
That was good. Great player. Dorse. Yeah, I, I was hoping that you were going to bring him up because he was one similar mould to Scott Parker for me that he knew he was limited. Yeah. And he, I mean, he would try those diagonals, and someone should have said, <coughs> "Stop! Stop it. kicking the ball out of the ground." <laughs> Um, but he was, you know, he was one of them players you couldn't not like him because no. he wore his heart on his sleeve. He really cared about playing for Tottenham, and I think with players that are, that have a limited ability, they always have that trait that mm. they they will literally they will do the utmost they can. Sometimes it wasn't enough, and he used to get found out a lot in Europe. Yeah. He would really struggle in European games, but he for me is somebody that you'll look back on and you'll be like that. You know, he was an important player for us. He was captain for a while. We loved him. Um, it was, it was fantastic, fantastic centre-half. In the purest sense of this, I think it would go, for me, it would go to Dorse. But the last man we're going to talk about, I think is going to be both our choice, and that's Raphael van der Vaart. Because what he came in... What a sexy man. Well, it became, he came in last minute. We didn't even know it was happening, totally out of the blue. Suddenly, we had this really vibrant team of Bale and Modric and van der Vaart, Defoe and Crouch, and something just clicked. Yeah. And you can see van der Vaart, when he looked at Crouch, he went, that man is going to knock down so many goals to me. Yeah. And he hated Arsenal, and he still loves Spurs. Yeah. And he still gives it, didn't he, as well on Twitter, which I love. He came back for the let to the lane, didn't he? And the music played. And there's, they, we, haven't, we don't, haven't had flair like that for a long time, mm. I don't think. Like actual flair. Mm. Um, Brilliant player. Brilliant player. So there's, there's, there's a couple more names I just want to chuck in there. Ooh. King. Right. Yeah. So I just, didn't include anyone that was including player. Just, 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 just purely because for me, you know, growing up, he was he was the man. He was the one. Like you'd go and watch him play. And it was so. It was just effortless watching Leckie play. You never saw the man make tackles, and it's just it was phenomenal. Absolutely. This phenomenal. is the problem with King now is you can't watch highlights of him because you have to watch him in the ground because any highlights are where he's doing last minute stuff. And, that's and they always show that I am Robin tackle, and it, every time I see that, I get more and more angry because like that's not Ledley. No. Ledley himself would say. I don't like that clip because I'm out of position because yeah. the ball gets played in behind me. Where it's, he was literally he intercepted. He was there before the striker even knew what was going on. Wouldn't um, get his shorts dirty. That's, he was a Rolls-Royce of a defender. He was just absolutely phenomenal. He really was. And it's just a shame injuries played such a big part. But then on the other side, it's not because if he had have remained injury-free, he wouldn't have been at Tottenham. Yeah. It, you know, he would have been that, gone. And that's the thing. Absolutely gone. And the other one, and this, this is slightly left field, just because he was such an entertaining player, mm. wasn't good, and he made me as angry as... Anyone's made me. Who's this? Gomez. Gomez was amazing. You had because many... how much fun was it? <laughs> no, I can't. How I'm much, not having him how anywhere near. How much fun was it when before a game started and he comes down and he used oh, to yeah. run and jump, didn't he? To touch on everyone and go, <laughs> and he had the absolutely incredible charm as well. Oh, yeah. Rodrigo Gomez, I'd let you. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but I just... It, he was terrible. He was so bad, but he was so entertaining. It wasn't bad, though, because it, 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 that moment against... Who, who did Charlie Adam used to play for? Blackpool? No. Where he so, made... Well, the, it was Blackpool, the penalty. Blackpool, where he saved the penalty. Amazing save. Went out for a corner, came, and then the corner came in, and then he gave away another penalty straight away. And, so then, they scored, him, and yeah. then they scored. That's him. Yeah. Mark. And I think I honestly think if you were a new if I if you said to me, put together a, a side where you're gonna have entertainment, he's the goalkeeper. He's just right. not the goalkeeper you want at your club. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, who are you going for? I'm gonna vote for Ledley. I'm gonna vote for Van der Vaart. So it's a draw it's an annoying Jay, but Jay told me he's he said Van der Vaart because King was more active during before yeah. the decade. So I think if there's ever an opportunity for me to pick Ledley for anything yeah, that's um, football or not football uh, I'm picking him 
match of the decade, so the best football match of the decade. Now, I've only got five here, which is crazy considering there's been, what, yeah, 500 games? Yeah, phenomenal games. So I've done them in order of uh, in time. So 29th of September, we go away to Man United. Fergie is still there. It's his last season. And we go away to Old Trafford, which we've never won at. Yeah. Bale gets a goal. Dempsey gets a goal. Who else scores for us? Bale, Dempsey, I cannot remember. Vertonghen scored off for two minutes. scored off for two minutes. And we went 3 2. Mm. Really nervy. Kane came on in that game. Do you remember? I know. Yeah, I love it. I love it. He is 20 metres offside, and the ball comes over, and he's walking back, and he looks at it, and he knows he, he, he shouldn't do anything, so he carries on walking back. Then he realises he's offside, and he hoofs it into the crowd. And the crowd go mental because it's then given offside, but then they have to get the ball back. So, Brilliant from Kane. And the, the bit I love the most after that, the camera then cuts to him <laughs> yeah. and he tries to spit and he spits all down himself, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. At that point, nobody was thinking he's going to be the best centre forward in the world. No. So that, that was... That was a fantastic game. That it, was a bit of a turning point for us. And that's why it was so important for us. And a lot of people beat Man United, but the next year when Fergie left, <coughs> this was, we hadn't won there in something like yeah. 10 years, 20 yeah. years. Next one is 2-0 versus Arsenal. It's the last game at White, it's the last North London derby at White Hart Lane. Just the place was rocking. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. And I've never been to a North London derby where you, you just know you're going to win. Hmm. Delhi gets his goal, Kane gets a penalty a minute later. And yeah. it's just a party. That was a great game. That was Next one, 5-3 versus Chelsea, like the, the arrival oh, of Kane. Yeah. Um, that was on the first... And that was also, for me, the turning point in right. the turning point in the modern day for Mourinho. Yeah. Because people, he won the title that year with Chelsea mm. and he was very, very attacking. Come to Spurs, yeah. we, we tactically demolished them yeah. and he really sort of retreated them for the rest of the season and just went back to, I'm not going to get beat on the counter-attack like that. Yeah. A fantastic game, absolutely fantastic game. You know, that was... That really, for me, was like the old White Hot Lane at its best. Mm. Under the lights, a derby game. Proper. We went a goal down as well. And I remember being in the Paxton Road watching it. Diego Costa scored. And we were all convinced he was offside. Convinced at it. Yeah. And that, we were just so enraged. And I think that that was what brought the, brought the team yeah. back. In. And we sort of see the highlights at half-time. It's about two yards on. But, <laughs> you know. Uh, I've got 3-1 versus Real Madrid. At Wembley. At Wembley. It was just a brilliant game. We beat them. Like we didn't, it wasn't just an accident. They, had, they were the, the reigning champions. Yeah. Then lost in umpteen years. And we battered them. Like I we mean, 3-1 really flattered them that night. Then he should have scored a hat-trick. He had flattered a header. Them. <coughs> but amazing memories. And just, you know, sitting here thinking about it now, you can hear the BT Sport commentary when you watch the highlights back. And they're yeah. like, here's Harry Kane. Yeah, here's yeah. Eric yeah. And everyone goes absolutely mad, don't they? Oh, okay. And Winks was brilliant in that game. That was one of his early games. And he, yeah. he was so forward. He, yeah. And he took a couple of extra touches at some point, which then gave him enough time to set off yeah. Delhi, I think, and things yeah. like that. And the final one, which I think is going to win it, is 3-2 away at Ajax, which, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps again just yeah. thinking about it. Because we were dead and buried at halftime. It was 2-0. We were 3 0 down, was it 3 0 yeah. down? And against a really good young Ajax team who were peaking at just yeah. the right time, it was like it had been planned. They had a great team. And we just lumped it in the second half, we got Lorente on and went, and went deal with that, and they couldn't. And have you ever felt the energy like when Morris scored? That, that game, that result, and I don't want to spend too much time on it because I, you still look back with so much regret about what the final, happened in yeah. the final. But that game, I think genuinely, is the the football match my entire life watching Spurs that's affected me the most mm. because for weeks and weeks and weeks after that before the final happened 
I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah, it was like I'd be literally I'd be sat at work, really, and then bang, it would pop. And it's like it was very, very strange that a sporting event yeah. can have that kind of impact. And like I've seen, I've seen some brilliant games. The ones you've just mentioned, their victories over us, the victory over West Ham, where we're losing two one going into injury time, win three two. Oh yeah, like amazing, but none that really for for weeks. Uh, part just, of your life with you, yeah. and it really really was part of your life for that yeah, period totally. um, it was a really really strange feeling and you, you know you just wonder if we'd have won the final that would have been it what right? that would have done yeah. for you um, an absolutely incredible night incredible um, wasn't there but was watching it with my family you know so like I couldn't I couldn't have that's the thing you know, you know what if you'd have said to me would you have swapped it and been in the stadium I wouldn't have I would I mean, rather have watched it with all the people that you that's love. The thing. Like, that's who, what it's about. Everyone who knew you got in contact with you and yeah. like, that's what's happened. We had a great kit on. I know it's not yeah. the away kit in Europe, but it was a great kit. They've got a great kit. It's Ajax, who were sort of a sister club too because of the Jewish yeah. connection. It was Liverpool had done what they did the previous evening, getting four against Barcelona. We needed to do something and we really did it. Mm. It was great that it was Mora because you know, yeah. Kane wasn't available and he's scoring this hat trick and then he's getting emotional. It was that's game of the decade, that right? Was, I, I mean, it, it has to be. And like that game is also obviously lucky enough to go out to Madrid for the final. Yeah. Obviously, we lost, but the memories and that from that day as well, going out there with my dad, who's been a Spurs fan his whole life, but he's never You're seen about the final. The final. We'll yeah. talk about that in a minute. Um, but like, if it wasn't for that Ajax game, I wouldn't have no. those those amazing no. memories of meeting all the Spurs legends. But just sharing that, me and my dad had an amazing moment. Champions League oh, final, yeah. absolutely amazing moment, and we're stood there in the ground. The players have come out. They're lining up. The Champions League music's just gone. Obviously, yeah. we've all cheered like, yeah. come on. We just turned to each other, shook hands, and were like, all, all the best. And it was like, it's that. a goosebump moment now. And it was like, that is, a, that genuinely, no. that is probably my most powerful football memory. And the only way I can see me having a more emotional game than that is winning the league or winning the Champions League. Like, genuinely, I don't even think an FA Cup final win would top at that very moment, it was no, literally no, like no, no, no. we're potentially ninety minutes away. I know, we, look, we lost, of course. Yeah, no. But at that moment, it was like this is sporting history that we're on the verge of. It's never giving you more game hope. of the decade. Game of the decade is and Ajax. also most disappointing <laughs> part of the decade. Right, goal of the decade. I've got a few here, so I did half, and then I've got half from um, <coughs> Reddit. So the first one is Bale versus Inter, where obviously he didn't score at the other game at the home leg, but it's not even the leg, is it? It's, so these are the, this is the away are the, goals. The away goals. So not yeah. the third one, but the two where he knocks yeah, it round. Unbelievable goals. Just because he, he was wearing number three then. He was a left back at that time. And it was a point where we, we were going to lose the game. And we, we were a man down we as well. We were a man down after Gomez did something Go, stupid. See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Gomez. Um, and they had an unreal team. They were European champions they were at that time. treble champions. Yeah. And Bale just decided to pick the ball up on the halfway run. And it, it was pace and power. And it phenomenal. Precision. It was a phenomenal goal. So we'll take over those. This is your one. This Mark. is this my one all day long. Gilfie versus Hull. It wasn't on TV, but yeah. you can still see the um, uh, highlights of it. So Gilfie's just to the left, outside the box, 30 yards out. Carl Norton gets the ball, pass it to him. Gilfie turns, <coughs> goes back to the goal, but sort of bounces it at the same time, mm. a bit like the Blassie flick, over the defender and absolutely rifles it into mm. the top left-hand corner. Unbelievable goal. It's one of the purest strikes that you'll see. Like yeah. it, it doesn't even have much backlift. It's no. just bang it's and it's top corner. Um, I've banged on about that enough. Kane header versus Arsenal. First North London derby. Just a proper striker's header. Oh. Bentaleb, ball in. 
And I remember doing the pod after this game, yeah. and you said, Ben Slab picks it up, and he's got the keys to North London. <laughs> and it's a quote I've never forgotten. I've literally never forgotten it. It was, that goal was like it was in slow motion. It, yeah. really, it really was. And at Paxton Road, I was down that end, and the ball cross comes in, and he heads it back towards I am, mm. where, where I am. And as soon as it leaves his head, you yeah. know it's in. Because yeah. you're just at the angle where you're like, I've seen so many goals scored like that. Yeah. It's in. And, oh, the scenes. I think I ended up about six or seven rows forward. Me too. Oh, no, I was with Don and Noah, and we, it, we, it just went off. Was this, you were pa- uh, Park Lane Row 1, so couldn't it even was, see, but just went anything. absolutely mental. We were yeah. really close to their fans, that's oh. great. Uh, Sun versus Chelsea, that, that run down the line, where we battered Chelsea as well. Again, there's so many games that are coming up here that like, we're like, we murdered them, and it's like it was 2-1, it was 3-1. Yeah. We should have won this Chelsea 4-5-0 yeah. comfortably, but... It Brilliant should have goal. been the part of time when we won something. That, that's the, that's yeah. the annoying thing about that Real Madrid game. It's just a group stage game where yeah. we fizzled out. Yeah. Um, but the Sun versus Chelsea, it was just sensational goal. And David Luiz and that is hilarious. But I mean, it's just brilliant goal. The, the defending, it's just chop him down. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just take cards, anyway. like, you know. But anyway. Um, Delhi versus Chelsea. This is where we go away to the bridge. We, we go goal down to uh, Morata, header, I think. Loris error. Loris, yeah. yeah. And, but we went 3-1. The first one is Ericsson, just before half-time. He's had, he's, he's had a ping from just out from the exact same space. Yeah. Um, and it just goes over the bar. And they, they don't pick him up on it. They get him a ball again. And he pings it. And it goes over the keeper, who's in the middle of the goal, over Caballero, who's not the biggest keeper, yeah. and goes in. Won the goal. But it's such like a strange strike. Because in real time, you're like, he's put that postage stamp. Yeah. You see it back and it's like, it's in the middle of the goal. But the way he hits it... It's unbelievable. It doesn't make sense. Like, at no point is it on target yeah. until the last second where it dips. Unbelievable. I remember where I was for that game. I was, I was telling my mate, I don't want to watch it. I was, the kids were playing and he went, oh, I'll, I'll just turn it on in the background. And then I couldn't leave until it was over. Can but, I tell you where I was for it? Yeah, go on. With my dad, yeah. we were in a pub yeah. in Norfolk... Oh, um, and there was a really, really, it was it, probably only about 2021, 20, cocky Chelsea fan in there. Yeah. So obviously we're sat there trying, because it's, an, it's a pub where they have the game on. Yeah. It's not a pub you go to to watch the game, yeah. it's just, it's on. Um, and he's obviously given it, uh, one and one and one, and we were going, when the third goal went in, yeah. we were going absolutely crazy. This guy walked out, my dad was out of his seat going, see you later, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> uh, it was just incredible, Amazing. incredible. The goal from Delhi though, so Dyer oh. picks the ball up. So the, they're playing quite a high defensive line. Dyer picks the ball up, nothing on. And he plays a ball that he hits it with his right foot and it swings, it, it curls inwards and then back out. And so it comes over Delhi's shoulder from left to right and he takes one unreal touch. Yeah. And taking a ball over the shoulder is so hard. Like try and catch a ball that's coming over. And he touches it and then as soon as he touches it, he hits it past the keeper and goes straight to the away fans and gives it to him in the best picture yeah. of the and year. And Gary Neville's commentary, so Gary Neville has one of his moments on that yeah. goal, doesn't he, yeah. when it goes in. Um, brilliant, absolutely brilliant goal, that really was. Um, the, the dire pass on that is almost like, you know when you're watching golf yeah. and there's, they have to swerve it, it yeah. on, the, on the fairway? It literally That's hits it like that. That's what Dawson is seeing in his head. It's like you do it in an app where you like swing your finger around. Anyway, um, Delhi versus Arsenal. Last year, Carabao <coughs> Cup, similar, <coughs> ball over the top. He takes one touch and just dinks it over. Cocky. Oh, it's so good. Cockiest finish. <laughs> but amazing. Like, the audacity to be like, I'm 1-0 up in the cup, away at North London Rivals, I'm through one and one I'll just dink it. Outside the boot. Yeah, no Brilliant. problem. Uh, I finished on Mora versus Ajax, the third goal I'm going to give, because they were all good goals, but for what that goal meant, yeah. 
uh, and how mental it was. Um, I've had one, two, three, four, five, six from Reddit, which I should have included. Sun versus Burnley recently. Yeah, and I, you know, I was at that game and actually said after that match on our WhatsApp group that that was one of the best goals I've ever seen. Yeah. It really, really was. You, you can't argue with it because have you seen the um, Jamie Carragher where he's doing it in VR? Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and have a look at Jamie Carragher doing it in VR because he is able to see what Sun sees and there's no way he should have got past the halfway line. Mm. Um, and there's so many little bits of that goal where he has, it's the awareness, the pace, the touches, everything is brilliant. There's also, Matt today did some analysis on it and they were like tracking the speed of how fast he was running. Yeah. It's like when everyone was like, Bernie Plaza should have taken him out. The Bernie Plaza was sprinting yeah. and they were literally lunging. They were desperate. They were yeah. just trying to get him and they couldn't. It no. was just phenomenal speed. Uh, so that was from Summoned Skull. Uh, CJ Grove, UK and Zinga Baladu. Bad I do says Delhi versus Palace. I, I, yeah. That irritates me a little bit. No, just, that's a wonderful. Oh, it's goal. unreal. It just it's a bit. It's a bit like Lamella's one, which isn't included here actually. The just it's a bit flashy, but I guess there's because Lamella. The, my problem with Lamella's goal is it could have been scored with his right foot. Mm. It was actually Delhi's goal. Maybe he had to score it like that because there's no other way. Wonderful to do it, goal that Delhi goal. Um, Chris Don says Bale versus West Ham on my birthday in 2013. Oh yeah. So. Assist of the decade will go to Tom Carroll. Tom what Carroll, a ball. what a ball! Three yards, decent amount of pace. Bale takes one touch. It's all about the way to pass. Yeah, that. absolutely rifles it in. After we've gone two one down, Joe Cole scores a decent goal against us. We scored a few goals. I think Sigurdsson got Sigurdsson a goal. He got one, didn't he? Yeah. But that goal to win it, and he ran over to AVB. We weren't sure whether um, Bale was staying, yeah. and they get a massive hug, and it went. And then he left. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those games. It's like the Man City game where you will wish you were in the away fans because that is going off. Kane versus Arsenal from Zinger Badu again. Uh, I think where he this is rips off one. the mask. That, that, that's, I think that's my one. Because, because, again, just where I was sat in the Paxton Road, when it leaves his foot, it's yeah. in. It's in. It's, it's an un- he should not be touching. He should not be shooting from there. No. And he shoots. He shoots. He's a properly around the keeper. There's nothing the keeper could do because in a straight line, the keeper's got it. I actually think that that's the craziest I've ever seen White Hot Lane go for a goal. Mm. People were on the pitch. Like fa- fans, there were fans in the east lower that were on the pitch. Like it was that literally yeah. everyone had just lost it. It's just the bit. It just I'll always not. I'll always remember they were down to ten men and they Sanchez scored to make L- it. Loris error. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in the south lower, and so he scored yeah. in front of us. So it, it just teamed yeah. with that. But what a goal! And I would. Oh. Uh, Rhodes versus Arsenal. Nothing needs to be said. Yeah. And Wanyama versus Liverpool. That, it's just a bit between. There, there's there's one more I'd like to throw in there, which, a recent one, which is Delhi against Man United the other week, which is not too dissimilar from Palace, where the ball goes at Old Trafford, yeah. and the ball's miles in the air. He's got a centre half all over him, yeah. dinks oh, it over, yeah. and bang! What a goal! What's he doing? What a goal! And I don't think that goal's been talked about enough actually, because that is a ridiculous goal. Like, I think Delhi is the only person in our team that can score that goal. Yeah. I, I don't know who else can nope. can do that. Phenomenal. But for me, the cane the cane curler. Um, where he rips the mask off is is my goal of the decade. I'm having the Kane header, but I took the mat, I took the fans player of the year. You can have. I thought you'd have gone for Gilfie. It's but it, that's a very personal choice because I know people won't choose. Have we got Aubameyang Martins or is that the last decade? Is it not quite in this one? You know, Abbas is the best guy Abbas has ever seen. Aubameyang <laughs> Martins at White Hart Lane. No, okay, don't worry. That's another podcast. Uh, moment of the decade. So this is not necessarily a goal, but those Spurs moments. So I'll read them out. So I mean, that is a goal. So Kane Header, Mora versus Ajax. Mm. Um, last game at the Lane. Yeah. I was there with you. Yeah, that was, 
amazing. I was honestly so pleased that we got to share that last game. It was it was special, sensational, it? It's sensational. And the fact we beat them two one. Kane scored the last Tottenham goal. Obviously, Rooney scored the last goal. And it was just an emotional time. You yeah. could feel the energy of that place. Uh, Pochettino's appointment for what it meant for us as a club. Mm. Um, Pochettino crying on the floor at Ajax. Yes. I've got the Mourinho appointment. It's it's a big deal. Just because it's a big what has happened moment, it's a moment. It is, and we've said this quite a lot since he's been appointed. A statement. The f- and the fact that Tottenham Hotspur can attract arguably the most successful manager in the modern era yep. says a lot about where totally we are agree. now. I totally agree. Love him or hate him. But it's a bit like signing Ronaldo in a way. In a way. Just less rapey. <laughs> Van der Vaart shushing Arsenal fans. Oh, yeah. I'll never not enjoy that. Uh, the Kabul goal it's not for the goal it's just for statement away was that was, is that in this decade don't do that to me I didn't that's one of the few things I didn't check the amazing decade. I feel like that's 2008 okay well not Kabul goal uh, Kane taking his mask off just because yeah, yeah, of the energy yeah. at that moment Delhi in front of the Chelsea fans I love that more than anything you know the Rafa um, f- furry, Fury Nad said we have to have some Rafa moments and probably the double nutmeg on Wilshire is amazing yeah. And then the po- Pochettino coming in and doing the big ball side. Yeah. Was that against Man City in the um, Champions League? Sorry, oh. Singer Badu has contributed, has, has hunted lemon. Um, so, uh, you know what, some amazing moments there. I think the ones for me, I've, I've talked about the moment. Oh, sorry. sorry, Tommy G20, the Battle of the Bridge. You know where. Oh, no, see, I, I, don't, I don't enjoy this game. Because we lost it. Because, well, we drew on the night, didn't we? But everyone yeah. was like, oh, you know, I loved seeing that side of Spurs that can mix it. No, we were better than Chelsea and we got caught up in... The, the game being turned into what they wanted it was literally no different that game to going and drawing at Stoke yeah. where you they kick you you kick them like, we should have had enough class I totally agree. to have been like well, totally actually agree. we're a better team than you now so let's I play totally football um, so I, I didn't particularly enjoy that um, my moments the emotion of the, of the and the experience of the Champions League final up until 90 seconds into the game yeah. was, was amazing. And it was, you know what? So that's, my, that's in the non-on-pitch moment of the decade. Okay, fine, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can't think of anything. There's, there's, it's a really, really small thing, this. Yeah. Um, but I remember we'd, we'd had Poch maybe 18 months. Was, Dyer was in the team. And we went up, went up to Liverpool and we got beat in a league game. Yeah. But there was a clip where there's a camera right next to where Pochettino was and we, we have a goal kick and he gets played to Dyer and he's getting pressed and he clips it long, literally over the top and we nearly score from it, we get a corner. And all the Spurs fans are like, come on, Pochettino is going crazy. Yeah. And he screamed at Dyer and he was like, we play football, no long balls. And I was like, you know, your team have nearly scored. But that moment with Pochettino was like, you know, your team have almost scored a goal, you know, away at a big ground. Everyone's excited because you've got an opportunity, but he's like, this is my philosophy. And it was like, I don't know, I just, that was just something that stuck with me. Well, so can we wrap that up then into the Pochettino appointment? So getting Pochettino, getting him from Southampton, bringing old Toby on, and he set us up for the, the best five years we've ever had as Spurs fans, really. Mm. Um, so Pochettino appointment? I think, I think that has to be, and just everything that he did and... You know, he leaves with a legacy. It's a shame that there isn't any silverware to show for it. But we've got manager of the manager of the decade. Fine. Stop, stop ruining this. Uh, <laughs> uh, non on pitch moment of the year. Now, this is for things that are off the moment. I've only got three, so I've got the final. So I've yeah. specifically got meeting Liverpool fans because yeah. if you look at Liverpool fans on the internet, they're all dicks. 
They that's are. not them. That's no, you know that's all that's football not, fans. Yeah. I will be that person for anyone else. Yeah. Um, but meeting them at the final, we partied with them beforehand. They were just up for a football yeah. game, and afterwards, every single one of them, every single one of them, came up and said, "Sorry about the result. You played really well. We love Tottenham. Mm. Let's have a party." Mm. And it was amazing. Yeah. I've never ever had my mind changed about a group of fans more. Like it was brilliant. I I completely agree with everything you've said, and it's like. I a year ago would have hated Liverpool to have won anything, yeah. but now I'm like, do you know what? That, you know what? That's that I'm cool with that yeah. now. I've made I've I've made my peace with the Champions League final now because it was. I still haven't watched the game back. Um, but for a while afterwards, I was really. Um, I was. I just felt incredibly low about it because I was just sort of like, we've achieved this amazing thing of getting somewhere, and most of these players will never play in this game again and, mm-hmm. and you've sort of let it pass you by. They didn't play poorly, but they every single player on that pitch for Spurs could have done more in that game. Yeah. And I think that they will all look back at that now with regret. Yeah. Um, some of them are young enough to be like, I'll get another crack at it. Yeah. But people like Alderweireld, you know, two finals, two defeats, it's like, that's probably him done now. But yeah. that, you know, that, that was, it was amazing. It was like seeing Stato in the ground. You know, it was absolutely oh, yeah, incredible. It was incredible. It was like, you know, like, this is a guy that if it wasn't for football, I wouldn't know him. No. I'd have absolutely no connection to him whatsoever. Um, and that moment where he sort of, we, we just looked in the same direction at the same time and like, yeah. massive hug and we were like, you know, this, this, this is, is it. it. Um, yeah. Incredible. And that, you know what? That's the power of sport. Yeah. And I think it's weird at the moment. We've got a very angry society and people are very divided in stuff and sport should be something that can, bring people together and take yeah. them out of reality and that, that final did that uh, I've got the rise of the proud Lily Whites just because yeah. we've had them on here uh, Chris is a friend of the show I just it, she was on the pitch at half time for Burnley she was yeah. and I just love what they stand for I'm not well, I, I'm a massive supporter of the LGBTQ plus whatever you want to call it cause and it, it, it just shows what we stand for as a club and the fact the club are behind it and it's so inclusive. Uh, I just, I'm really proud of the proud Lily Wise yeah, and what the Spurs are definitely. doing. And the other one was Marshall Jansen. He came on the pitch. He was a, guy, he was a kid with two prosthetic legs. Uh, Dembele yeah. brought him on the pitch at half-time. Um, he'd lost his legs to meningitis. And there's a, there's a million make-a-wish people out there, but for some reason this just really got me. I was crying in the stand. There's yeah. just a kid who just going through all this hardship next to these players who are the peak of their physical... Like, they are the tip-tip top of the tree, and Tom Hardiston, obviously. <laughs> and um, it was just a lovely moment. I don't think they can win it, but it was just a yeah. lovely moment. So we There's some great ones there. I mean, as well, like, I guess we can chuck in sort of like what we've done on the podcast the last decade as well into this, right? And like This is eight seasons old, this podcast. Nine. nine Season nine, nine we're in. Nine, yeah. Um, it. And it's like, you know what, the last... It's, I think that we've had some fantastic interviews, like if, talking to people like Martin Glenn, yeah. um, Paul Miller, like recently Darren Lewis. Like, we've... Amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. The the partnership we've got with the ladies team, it's, sorry, the women team, yeah. uh, it's fantastic. The community, it's just been a real force for good. Yeah. We've met loads of great listeners, we've had them on. People come all the way from Australia and have been on the show. Um, that's been amazing, but we can't give ourselves the best moment. <laughs> <laughs> but it is amazing, you know, like what, what sport and what football and Tottenham will do. Like, so, you know, we're all friends, yeah. we've got our WhatsApp. If it wasn't for Tottenham, most of us would never have met each other. Yeah. Um, and we're all really good mates. And there's Abbas. And Abbas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, some amazing, absolutely amazing moments. So there. in that vein, in the power of sport, for me, the rise of the proud Lily Whites, just because yeah, it's given give, that yeah, support. Yeah, definitely. 
And I think, you know, that's such a big thing for society as well, isn't it? That, yeah. like, that's now... That, that's, that to most people now, hopefully, is like, oh, yeah, normal thing. Most clubs have got that. And it's like, I think that is such a powerful that's statement. It. That's it. Uh, manager of the decade. We had five. Uh, Redknapp, AVB, Sherwood, Pochettino, Mourinho. I think this is pretty easy. So yeah. let's go backwards. So for me, the worst one is Sherwood. Yeah, Sherwood is, is hands down the worst manager. But I look back at it and I almost feel like, I feel like without... Sherwood in interim charge we wouldn't have gone down a Pochettino route yeah. because he could not have been more opposite do you know yes. what I mean we had to go there to come back but it was it was a shambles and then you going next AVB or Redknapp AVB AVB then Redknapp and then I'm at, I would actually put I would go AVB then Mourinho then, then Redknapp then Pochettino Red, yeah Pochettino number one obviously Redknapp gets for me still gets a lot of bad press at Spurs yeah. um, and I don't really understand it I think he was a guy that came in did a brilliant job got us playing the Spurs brand of football we saw some brilliant players um, he left at the right time we were at the point where it was just best to, to both go separate ways and there were still a lot of people that, that, you know, that say oh we underachieved it he was brilliant for us absolutely brilliant for us he just told world class players to go out and play world-class players that he didn't necessarily bring in and he was forced into using them that's yeah. why I can't stand him um, but he gave us some moments that Champions yeah. League I mean yeah. that Champions League was crazy because if you have a look at the results before and after every Champions League game we were awful yeah. um, and then going away and losing to Real Madrid 4-1 I don't think it's his fault because obviously Crouch getting sent mm. off was ridiculous and Lennon bottling it wasn't great I just can't stand him but we all agree Pochettino and has po- to be you know there's, uh, there's nobody that comes close to be honest you know, like, if Mourinho has a period of three and a half, four years, however long it is, yeah. that achieves on the same level what Pochettino's done, yeah. we'd all be delighted with Absolutely. that. But I think Mourinho's achievements, if he does well, will be different to Poch's. Like, where Poch has changed the culture and the feel and yeah. he's created a family, I don't think Mourinho's that guy, but Mourinho's the guy that comes in and says, right, I've won this, this, this. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Pochettino is our manager of the decade. Worst player of the decade. We've got two, the two final ones are the worst player and the worst results. The worst player of the decade. Uh, I've included some people who may not deserve to be in here, to be fair to him. So I've got Pinar. My reasoning for Pinar is, is not that he was awful. It just he had so much potential mm. and it just felt like he, just, he either couldn't do it or he didn't choose to do it. And that drives me nuts. And there were clubs that wanted him. We got him on a free transfer. There were big, big European sides that wanted him. Yeah. And at Everton, he was a good player. And when we were bringing him in, I was thinking, that's a, that's a real good sign in that. He yeah. can play across the midfield, links the player well, it would be excellent. And he didn't. I don't think he ever scored, did he? Didn't he I think he scored in a Europa League game where and he just got all. pissed off. Says it all. Um, Holtby, similar. You thought he could do so much more and he didn't. Ryan Nelson probably doesn't deserve to be in here, really, because he was very functional. He's a bit like the worst version of Dawson, you know? It's just... I think the problem with Nelson was when we signed him, we were being linked with Carlos Tevez. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> I think for anybody, you know, rumours are, oh, I suppose they're close to Tevez, I suppose they've made a sign. We've got Ryan Nelson yeah. on a free from Blackburn. Yeah. And it, <sighs> it's not a race thing, but, like, there's not many great New Zealand footballers. No. New Zealand dish. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos, again, could have done it, but didn't. It's just a lot of these players so far, when we signed them, we were so excited about. That, that, and, and that's, that's, the, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? That's my criteria, is they could have done so much, because we've got worse players, and we'll come on to them. Mm. 
Uh, Kira Kay is again mental. He like so entertaining. Just for me, the the bit that sums Kira Kay's up is the pictures of him arriving at Gatwick or Heathrow Airport, whatever it was when we were signing him, and he's in the tightest t-shirt that just says "What the hell?" And I was <laughs> like, that that is yeah. what we signed. Where we went home, and there's just a video, an old camera phone video of him where he's absolutely smashed, like can't gone. Stand yeah, up. yeah. Um, Polinio, I think it's a bit harsh putting him in there. He just he just couldn't. He just couldn't do it. I think, actually, I think he's, he's better than he is because he had a decent year at Barcelona. I think Paulinho was an example of a player that couldn't adapt and a team that would refuse to adapt. And it, it just wasn't, wasn't a thing. And again, people forget that with someone like Paulinho, the, the culture, you know, you, you, all of a sudden, bang, you're in London. Yeah. There's all these expectations from a team that are okay. But you know, we're expecting this guy to come in and just get 20 yeah. goals from midfield. Like, yeah. Soldado, he was awful. He was just dreadful. But without him, we wouldn't have cared. But he was just... We loved him because he tried and he, he still did loved he, Spurs. Did he try? And I will always say this. People are like, oh, he used to work his socks off. It didn't. I'm not sure he did. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> but I do remember him scoring a couple of goals a while and from open play and going crazy. There's Cardiff, I think he scored. 1-0. Against, and it was right the in front of me. scrappiest goal, and yeah. Adebayor was like calling everyone over, which I think made, made it worse because it was very patronising. Fazio maybe doesn't deserve to be in here. He was just slow. And he just, it just wasn't right. I was surprised that he struggled as much as he did in the Premier League. Yeah. Like I thought, yeah, against certain teams he's going to find it hard. But he used to get bullied. Mm. That was what was weird. Yeah. But he's gone on to have a pretty decent career at Roma. Yedlin, like, he just didn't deliver, but he was young. Maybe ignore that one. Stambouli, again. Oh. <laughs> oh. He had lit in his boots, didn't he, from he day one. so slow. Again, there was times when he thought you, you could make a player out of him. I love a big, tough Defensive midfielder, I love. Yeah. You know how much I love Sandro, but he, he, Sandro ran Stabuli, out of legs. He was just. I mean, I remember when we we got to the cup final, didn't we? Beat Sheffield United over two legs in the semi, just, and he got dominated. He got dominated by <laughs> the championship is still, side. Is he still at PSG? I think he's playing. No, no. I feel like he went. I feel like he's someone like Montpellier now. And he's a centre half now as well because that lead in his boots has obviously got heavier and heavier and heavier. He plays for Schalke. Schalke. Uh, but dreadful. Ng. Just wasn't, we, there's not enough games for him to be dreadful. I think being dreadful is a... I actually think NG is harsh for us to say that because I think that the minutes, he, the very few minutes he did play, the Man City game is the only one I can think of where I'm like, he came on for half an hour and was unbelievable, maybe it yeah. wasn't as long as that, and was brilliant. Yeah. And then you just didn't see him again. No. Strange. Vincent Janssen. He's the worst. He, Fine. I'm, he, I'm he was so bad. And again, I feel like... Spurs fans, we're, we're too emotional. Yeah. And it's that we, have, we sign a player, we see him for 10 games, he's shocking. Yeah. And we say, stick with him, stick with him. Get rid yeah. of him, get rid of him. If you were at work and yeah, you hired yeah. somebody and they were shock, absolutely shocking, yeah. like so far from what you want for three months, you'd get rid of them. Yeah. You wouldn't say, oh, give them a chance, give I them just, a chance. I just convinced them to move to HR. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey Pickfall. Uh, suggested that from Reddit and Vincent Janssen is the worst player of the decade yeah. for Tottenham uh, depressing one to finish on before we get on to Wolves the worst result of the decade I've got this could take a while four nil away to Real Madrid it's not actually that bad there's a lot of ones which are just frustrating but mm. these ones where it was just totally mm. embarrassing five nil against Liverpool yeah. where Suarez tore us a shred that's one of the young, real real few games I've left early uh, yeah. was that game um, the two back to back five twos against Arsenal that was awful that was dreadful. Yeah, that was. Losing 11-1 to aggregate to Man City in 13-14. Like we, 
we got dominated at home. We, away. we lost six 0 away, didn't we? That that was that's probably the most embarrassing I felt mm. was the six 0 Anyway, three um, one to Wolves at home. Tw- um, the, oh yeah, 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 last year. Yeah, at Wembley, wasn't it? Yeah, that, yeah, it was just a bit. You you could do, and that was the start of the rot yeah. that, that's been. And it, that was when you go, oh, okay, we're having quite a good time in the Champions League. Like we made it out of the groups. But this is bad. We should have just took a point in that game. They equalised after about 70 minutes, I think. And we went for it. And you can say fair play to the manager who's gone for it. But we should have just said, it's not happening today. We'll take a draw. That's it. It was embarrassing. Um, and then I've got three from Nick Jackelson. Uh, 5-1 against Newcastle. That was the last oh, day of the yeah, season, wasn't it? forgotten about that. that yeah. Where we, we could have got... Arsenal got above us, didn't they? Yeah. Dreadful. That was that. Finishing yeah. third in a two-horse race. 7-2 versus Bayern. Was awful. Um, and then the penalty shootout loss versus Colchester. So it's all fairly recent ones. Mm. I think that the the Bayern one was bad, as was the Madrid one. But I think be, I'm not I'm not as disappointed about those games because there's the highest level of football. Yeah. So I can't be that. Bayern were brilliant. That yeah, I can't be that. Having said that, for me the Champions League final defeat oh. because of the feeling afterwards of just feeling really really. It was shit, wasn't it? For okay. a few weeks, I was a little bit like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't care. Um, 3 0 at home to West Ham. Oh, Lanzini scored, didn't he? Um, Ravel Morrison. Oh. Um, that, that was a real, real low one, that. We lost all three games. We played them in the cup and we lost. I went to all three games. Um, that was an AVB game, as was the 5 0 yeah. to Liverpool. Um, that one was. That's tough, isn't That it? was really, really tough to take that. Um, and I just think, not because of the, the scoreline or anything like that, but like the 2-1 semi-final loss to United in the FA Cup at Wembley, mm. only what, two seasons ago, I left that feeling really, really down. Yeah. Just like we were one nil up, it was ours. Yeah. Um, but I, that, I think that that West Ham one for me was a real, Ham. real I'm tough one. I'm going that Liverpool one just because it was... You know, AVB was meant to be defensive, and at least we do. We shouldn't lose, but we were just—it was like our—we got played off the park. We were battered, like it was embarrassing. Like I want my money back, time. Yeah, we, absolutely played off. The, John Flanagan scored an absolute rocket for Liverpool yeah. in that game as well. That but was a tough. That was to tough. Honest, I'm happy to go with the three 0 because I, I again I always sat near the away fans and it was dreadful. And I think the difference as well with that game is like. The Liverpool game was humiliating. Yeah. Liverpool nearly won the title that year. They were a good. West Ham had Sam Allardyce. You know what yeah. I mean? They they were enough inside. Um, All right, three 0 yeah. uh, That was good. Fantastic. Brilliant awards, there. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Wolves. Yeah. So I've got some research on Wolves, but actual Wolves, uh, as in a pack of. Yeah, but I've compared them to Wolverhampton Wanderers to okay. see which are the best Wolves. So in the wild, Wolves can live up to 13 years and up to 16 years in captivity, but Wolverhampton Wanderers are 142 years old. Mm. So Wolves win. Well, yeah. uh, Wolves are, we, are we saying Wolves win or Wolverhampton Wanderers? Should we say Wolverhampton Wanderers? Yeah, I wouldn't fine. want anybody to be confused listening yeah. to this. So Wolves' weights can vary. They can weigh between 40 to 175 pounds. But Jan Moutinho is 134 pounds, but John Ruddy is 212 pounds. So I put that as a draw. I feel like Wolves win that. Just because... They're a bit lighter and a bit more nimble. Yeah, and they're like 100% muscle, aren't they? And John Ruddy's not that. <laughs> <laughs> Wolves are the largest members of the dog family. Um, but for Wolverhampton Wanderers, Willie Bolly is their tallest player at 195 centimetres, but he's actually only the 19th tallest 
in the Premier League, so I'm giving that to Wolves. Mm. Um, I think it's only fair. Wolves can roam large and long distances, sometimes up to 12 miles, which is 20 kilometres in a single day, but the average football only runs 11 kilometres mm. per game, so again, Wolves. Wolves win that. Adult Wolves have 42 teeth, but um, the Wolverhampton Wanderers players have an average of about 32 teeth, so Wolves win. But, do you need, you know, if you gave me another 10 teeth, I'd... I, I don't know if that's... In your mouth as it is. I don't, yeah, I feel like that's going to create more problems than it is going to help me. But So who's got the most effective teeth? Yeah. I think at Wolves, because they don't have to brush them, but they still have loads of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, wolves win. Wolves win. And the final one is Wolves gestation period. Is six, so how long they're pregnant for is 63 days. And Wolverhampton Wanderers players can't even gestate. So Wolves are better than Wolves. Yeah, that's what we've learned. I also remember seeing an amazing thing a couple of years ago on Twitter, yeah. which was when you, you know when you're scrolling through the TV and you, you're seeing what games are on, and it was live Wolves yeah. versus Birmingham, and the caption was like, "The Wolves are winning this." And it was like, "Let's make that happen." Yeah. Fantastic. But the actual game itself, I didn't see it. Um, what a fantastic win, though. I mean, like, I, I was following it and I saw where one nil up. Screamer from Lucas Mora. Yeah. Um, Great goal. Saw that it was one all in the second half with about 10 minutes to go, and I was like, you know what? That, that's not a bad result. Yeah, like, yeah. Getting a, coming out there with a draw, I'm happy with that. To nick it late on, fan, absolutely Brilliant. fantastic. It was a late goal as well, wasn't it? it yeah. Was, uh, and I was, watching, uh, I was watching um, Monday Night Football last night, and Connor Cody was in the studio with Carragher. And Carragher was saying to him, where's the marking? You know, like mm. the Tongan is six foot two, six foot three centre half, no one's picking him up. And Conor Cody said, he didn't come up all game. He said, that corner was the first time the Tongan came up. So he said, you know, you're assigned before the game who you're going to pick up. Then obviously it changes in game, so you, you know who you're yeah, marking. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, an extra player's in there, he, they just didn't deal with it. Have you seen there's a video of Vertonghen has come over to Mourinho just as they get the corner, and you can see him pointing and saying, go yeah. now for this. So brilliant for Mourinho. Yeah. And we... We could have lost. It was we, people said we were being battered, but they were all long shots. I mean, there's an amazing save from Gazaniga, but it wasn't like we were lucky. I think we kept them out. It's a it's it's a sort of game Spurs lose. Yeah, you I know? don't know what the stats are, it, but we seemed to me like we, we we committed more fouls, picked up more cards. Yeah, and when as soon as Adama Traore, who took his goal brilliantly by the way, as soon as he got the ball, we were on him. Yeah, we were on him, and if they were breaking. I mean, Dyer hacked him down. Alderweireld did, Tongan did, Kane did. That's just off the top of my head. Yeah. That there's clearly something there that we've worked on, which is you, you can't let this boy run at you. If he runs at you, you're in trouble. Yeah. Take him out. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of negativity from the Wolves fans being like Spurs, you know, a dirty team and all that. Like, I don't have a problem no. with that. I actually like it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's part is- of me that's like, I, I enjoy that more than going and playing a team off the park. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And this is different to the Battle of the Bridge. This isn't violence for violence's sake. It yeah. was it was cynical. It was cynical. cynical. Um, yeah. It was one of those ones where people complain that maybe you should get a red card for some of them. Mm. But it's the rule they are the rules. You play for the Dyer one was particularly bad. It was bad. He's got it in him. But, but you was, know what I like about Dyer? He does that and he gets up and he's just got a bit of a smirk. Yeah, and it's like yeah. he loves it. Oh, but it feels like anyway we were more tactical and it was like it was almost like a European away game wasn't it the way we approached yeah. it that we're going to sit in try and play on the break a bit and let's not forget how good Wolves are they've good been side. good side not lost in what six games or yeah, they've been winning they're, they're, they're a good team and I mean now we've got Chelsea at the weekend we beat them we're above them in the fourth when Jose took over we were 12 points behind Chelsea yeah. and I know they've lost games we've won four out of five in the league we lost to Old Trafford 
you know, like we're on a, we're on a great run at the moment. It's really, gonna, really. It's good emotional run. for them as well because it is their hero. Is because they wouldn't be the club that they are. They're not a big club, but they wouldn't have the trophies that they have mm. without him. So, but people are saying, "Oh, Chelsea are going to raise their game because it's Mourinho," and I'm well. I don't think they will because none of the players are emotionally mm. in it. Lampard and the fans, it's a big thing. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a tough game. I know they're not playing great, Chelsea, but they've got some dangerous attackers. I think we'll lose it, frankly. I think we'll lose it. Is yeah. it our place? Pardon the pun. Yeah, it's at White Hart Lane. I, just, I can see it just going a 2-1 or a 1-0, just them nicking it. Just And that's OK. We're still developing. We don't have the midfield to control things. Mm. We, we're, we're not a good team at the moment. Like We need a complete squad overall. We're fantastic going forward at the minute. That's yeah. what we are. And that's purely down to Sun... Delhi, Mora, Kane. That's it. Yeah. Actually, behind that, we're a bit shit. Well, I actually think, I think we're going to beat them. I think 2 0, I think we're going to keep a, uh, a very rare clean sheet. Yeah. Just got a feeling that we're just going to go into it robotic. Yeah. And it's like, we're just going to win this game. We're going to win our battles. And, yeah. and that, that's going to be it. And I'll be buzzing if we can take yeah, that. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm doing it as a defence thing where I can go, you know, I predicted this. Or, or, or maybe, you know, just given this year. It's sort of like where we're at yeah. is losing those games. Yeah. So I don't think it's like a negative thing. I just think it's probably quite a realistic. This is what I've been used to the last twelve months. Yeah. Why? Why now would it be any different? Yeah. I'm. And I'm not really worried about it. Like the the trajectory we're on now is different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think again that says a lot. You're talking about the last decade, that the the seasons used to be defined by how have you got on in the derbies. Well, it's like now yeah. we lose we lose at the weekend. Okay, we've like we're on to the next one, and it's like it's the bigger picture. As yeah, before, yeah. it'd be like if you cannot lose to Arsenal, what a season! Yeah, you know, it's what, changed I, a lot. I think we've changed a bit into Arsenal, and I think Arsenal have changed into Spurs. Spurs mm. are Arsenal are a complete mess, right? They're, it's amazing. Their squad is a disgrace. Their players are ridiculous. They've got no manager. Their, their stadium's ridiculous. Um, they're just a mess, and so the, the derbies will mean everything to them. Yeah. Whereas, and it's just a team full of mavericks and weirdos who want to leave. Whereas we are becoming way more corporate, yeah. way more consistent. We are, we get the best talent in. We work it. We're becoming more Arsenal, and they're becoming more Spurs. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, we beat Chelsea at the weekend. What a position we're in then going into next year? Is sensational, sensational. But we'll see what happens. Brilliant pod today. I really yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah. Doing the the last decade. I hope you enjoyed listening at home. Whatever happens, future's bright. Future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. 
We are the hat trick, the scissor kick, we are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blanchflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.